Hello, and welcome to Armchair Detectives Wanted. This week is our real-life court case, guilty or not. This is episode 13, A Taxi Full of Diamonds. The names and dates have been changed, but the circumstances are true. You are now a jury member. Evaluate the evidence and then deliver your verdict. Will you send an innocent person to jail or allow a guilty person to walk free? All rise for Judge Goldsmith. Could the defendant please stand and confirm your name and age? Mr Thomas, 43, a taxi driver. You are charged with the robbery of a large quantity of diamonds from Mr Bergman. Mr Thomas, how do you plead? Not guilty. Members of the jury, please take your seats and listen carefully to the evidence that is put before you. This is the case for the prosecution. I am Mr Bergman. I am a diamond broker. I am an importer of diamonds which I sell throughout the UK. There are occasions when I have to transport the diamonds in person. In these instances, they are placed in a metal container which I keep in my inside jacket pocket. I would on occasion store the diamonds at home or at a safety deposit box locally. On the night of the incident, I was travelling to Bruges. I had an appointment to sell a quantity of diamonds. A few people were aware of my business dealings and knew I was catching the ferry that evening. As I was walking from my home not far from Hatton Garden, I noticed three or four men. They alighted from a taxi which was parked near to my home. The men seized hold of me so I screamed. They placed some soft material in my mouth to keep me quiet. I was grabbed by the throat and arms. They rummaged through my coat and removed the tin containing the diamonds. The men rushed toward the taxi and jumped in. I gave chase and also jumped into the taxi, but they forced me out. I held on to the side of the taxi shouting, Police! Police! The driver of the taxi, Mr Thomas, who was the accused, tried to push me off three or four times. The taxi was moving as he tried to push me off. The men in the taxi jumped out and ran along a street where I lost sight of them. However, the taxi driver continued along the road, trying to force me off. As we reached the public house, he stopped the taxi. I was screaming loudly for the police. I saw the taxi driver, Mr Thomas, talking to some of the crowd who had now gathered outside the pub. At this point, the police arrived. A short conversation took place between the officer and Mr Thomas, and we were all then taken to the police station. Mr Thomas did not try to escape when the police arrived. I did tell the landlord of the pub that I had been robbed of my diamonds. I am Mrs Henry. I'm a coffee shop owner. On the day in question, I heard a taxi pull up. I had a look out of the window and I saw and heard a man coughing. It seemed to last a couple of minutes and it appeared the man had a very bad cough. He seemed to be struggling for breath. It was almost as if he was being strangled. As I looked closer, I could see three or four men struggling near the taxi. I think the taxi had its engine running. It seemed like they were trying to place the mail in the taxi. At this point, the taxi began to move off slowly. The men were still struggling as the taxi pulled away. I then saw one of the males alight the taxi and walk away down the street. The taxi then disappeared around the corner. I think this incident lasted for around 15 minutes in total. I did hear someone shout something like murder, 
though I cannot be sure of the exact word as the cab disappeared from sight. I did not hear anyone shout for the police. There was very little noise emanating from any of the group, and I did not think anything untoward was happening. I am Mr Jameson. On the night in question, I saw three men standing on the corner of the road. I also noticed, a little further down the road, a taxi parked up. My attention was drawn to the taxi because there appeared to be three or four men struggling at the side of him. I could hear shouting and groaning. I started to walk towards the cab, but as I did, it set off. The taxi was zigzagging along the road and the rear doors kept swinging open. One of the men jumped from the cab. He was dressed very smartly and he walked straight past me. He did say something, but I didn't hear what he said. The cab then disappeared out of my view. I was not aware that an offence was taking place. I am Mr Balderson. I am the landlord of the local public house. I saw a taxi outside the front doors of the pub. Mr Thomas was the taxi driver. Mr Bergman was shouting, police, police. He appeared dishevelled with his clothing open near the collar. Mr Thomas said he was trying to get Mr Bergman off his vehicle. He then asked me to contact the police. The victim appeared very agitated and was constantly requesting the attendance of the police. I thought the issue was with the payment of the taxi fare. I am Miss Hurst, one of the barmaids. I know the taxi driver, Mr Thomas. On the evening of this attack, he came into the bar. He was with a man I did not recognise. They were only in for a couple of minutes and they both had a brandy. The other male paid and then they both left. I am Police Constable Chester. I attended the scene. Mr Thomas was sitting in the driver's seat of his cab. I asked what the issue was and he said, Nothing. I want this man off my cab. I have just dropped three men off and I have not been paid. Mr Bergman then explained he had been the victim of a robbery. I arranged for the accused and the victim to be taken to the police station. Mr Thomas said, Surely you don't wish to take me. Just take the number of the cab. I explained that he was going to the police station. I am Mr Samuelson. I have known the accused for about 30 years. We grew up together. We meet up occasionally for a coffee. On the evening before the offence he came to see me. I could see he had been drinking. He said to me, I had a job to drive some of the boys to do a diamond robbery. However, it didn't go ahead as they got information he didn't have them with him. He continued, There is a man who doesn't live far away who walks around with diamonds worth thousands. I told him he was entering troubled waters. He said there won't be any violence. I told them that. Anyway, this job is worth a lot of money to me. While I have known Mr Thomas, he has always been an honest man. I think he has been a taxi driver for about 22 years. When he spoke about the robbery, I thought he was joking. I did see a newspaper article about a robbery a few days later, but didn't pay that much attention. He didn't mention anything to me about the diamond merchant. I didn't go to the police, but as you are aware, they came to see me. I am Police Inspector Hatch. I spoke with the victim. I could see his clothes were in disarray and torn. He had blood around his mouth. He also had abrasions to his hands. He explained that he had been robbed of diamonds. He confirmed that he had jumped in the taxi to try and stop them. I then spoke with Mr Thomas who stated the following. 
I am Mr Thomas and a taxi driver. I am leasing my taxi at the moment with the intention of purchasing it. Earlier today I was in my taxi when three men hailed me down. The tallest of the men asked me to pull up on the corner and said he would then advise me where to go so I parked up. All three men left the vehicle but one returned shortly and told me to drive around the corner and await further instructions. I drove as he requested. He then got out of the taxi and began pacing up and down as though he was waiting for something. I then noticed scuffling between six or eight men. I could hear shouts of help. Suddenly, two or three men jumped in my cab. Mr Bergman then jumped in front of the cab, shouting police. I told him to get into the cab and we would request the police. The taller male I mentioned earlier fell out of my cab and ran away. The rest also jumped out. I drove Mr Bergman and myself to the public house where the police were contacted. I believe I would recognise the tall man again. He's around 36 to 38 years old, well dressed, of a medium build with a dark moustache. The second male was around 5 foot 6 or 7, with a lighter coloured moustache. And the third was about the same height but clean shaven. I believe I could have caught one, but Mr Bergman grabbed my steering wheel. I have never seen any of these men previously. Mr Thomas signed his statement and confirmed he had not been paid his taxi fare. At this point, Mr Thomas was released on bail, pending further investigation. When Mr Thomas answered bail, he was charged with the offence of robbery. He said, I told you all, I know I've never seen these men in my life before. A short time after he was charged, he said he wished to make a further statement. And the following statement was this. On the Tuesday before the robbery, I received a message from my wife. She told me the owner of the taxi rank wanted to speak with me. He said, I've got a job for you with a diamond merchant who will see you all right. The taxi cab owner returned a short while later with a man named Smith or Hall. This man asked if I wanted a job and I said yes. He told me to meet him the following day. I attended to meet this man, but it was a different male that I met. We then went to collect a further mail. After a drink, they left paying their fare. I will confirm that none of those mails were present the following day when the robbery happened. During a search of Mr Thomas, we recovered his diary. It does state on the day of the offence that the taxi fare was not paid. I would like to tell the court that Mr Thomas does not have any dishonesty offences recorded against him. He has also been dealt with for negligent driving. This is the case for the defence. I am Mr Thomas. I agree with the statements that I made to Police Inspector Hatch. When the scuffle between me and Mr Bergman occurred, it was because I didn't know what was happening. He punched me in the face, so I hit him back in self-defence. I have known the witness Mr Samuelson all my life. He has no reason to tell lies about me. My recollection of our discussion is different though. I told him I had just had a good job. I was telling him about a job I had with a diamond merchant previously, but he didn't treat me as well as I thought he would. I was told I would get paid well if I looked after him, but this wasn't the case. Mr Samuelson has given an incorrect account of our conversation, and he was the worse for wear with alcohol. When I drove these men to the location, I did not know they were about to commit a robbery. I agree that at the time of the offence, I was in arrears with the payments on my cab. Looking back, 
it may be that all the men I met were connected with this offence. Some members of the jury, you will now hear the summing up for both the prosecution and the defence. Please listen intently to what is said before you. Members of the jury, I will be putting before you the case for the prosecution. Guilty is the only verdict you can find in this case. The accused is a key accomplice to this offence of robbery. The robbery of an innocent man. The robbery of a person going about their daily business. Mr Thomas saw the opportunity and grasped it with both hands. It is clear that he was in financial debt, struggling to pay for his cab, which indeed was his only source of income. He saw this as a way to end his financial problems. He knew that Mr Bergman was carrying diamonds, and he knew this because he had carried him in his taxi previously. He states he expected to be rewarded handsomely for the taxi journey. This, however, did not happen, and he felt agitated by this. You hear how he confesses to his friend, Mr Samuelson. He tells him of the intended robbery that did not initially go ahead as planned. He agrees that he is good friends with Mr Samuelson, and he also said there is no reason for Mr Samuelson to lie. Mr Thomas now agrees that the people he met before the robbery may well have been involved. This means when he told the police they were not involved, he was lying. He is seen in a local public house meeting an unknown male only hours before Mr Bergman is robbed of his diamonds. He is the one that is waiting in his taxi as the getaway driver. Unfortunately, Mr Bergman put up a fight and it didn't quite go according to plan. Mr Thomas then tells the police a string of lies about an unpaid fare in order to escape his punishment. Mr Thomas has shown his greed and his hope to benefit financially from this terrible deed. Members of the jury, he is guilty of robbery. Thank you, Your Honour. Members of the jury, I will be putting the case for the defence before you. Good morning to you, the jury. I would like to remind you that you must be so convinced of the guilt of Mr Thomas that it is beyond any reasonable doubt. If you have any doubt in your mind, then you must find him not guilty. Is it not the case that the accused is just an innocent member of the public? He is just a taxi driver. He did not know the men who committed this offence. He did not know they were going to take Mr Bergman's diamonds while they were in his taxi. Mr Thomas willingly goes to the public house to help Mr Bergman contact the police. He willingly goes to the police station. He did not at any time try to escape or conceal his identity. He fully cooperated with the police. In fact, he even wrote in his diary that the group of men failed to pay for the journey. Mr Bergman does not say that at any time Mr Thomas tried to steal his diamonds. In his own statement, the victim confirms it was persons unknown that have taken the diamonds from him. Mr Thomas has provided the police with description to try and assist them in identifying those responsible. You have heard how he's of good character. Members of the jury, it's just the case of an innocent person being in the wrong place at the wrong time. He isn't a thief, he is a taxi driver trying to earn a living. Members of the jury, it is clear that the accused was not involved with this offence. He has had no financial benefit from the theft of those diamonds. He is clearly 
not guilty. Thank you, Your Honour. Members of the jury, it is now time for you to retire to the courtroom and consider your verdict. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the evidence in this court case. I must remind you that to find the defendant guilty, you must be satisfied beyond any reasonable doubt of their guilt. On your return to the courtroom, you will deliver your decision. The verdicts available to you are guilty of robbery or not guilty of robbery. If you find the defendant guilty, please specify the sentence you would give. Please visit our Facebook page, Armchair Detectives Wanted, where you will be able to discuss your theories and views with other members. It's now time for week 13 of our scenario. Further inquiries in the investigation revealed that the husband and wife have been suffering financial problems. All documentation is at his place of work. What evidence would you be looking for and how are you going to obtain it? A. Bank statements B. Computer records C. Phone records D. Ask him to provide them E. Obtain a warrant from the court to enter and search his work premises Thank you for listening to Armchair Detectives Wanted. You are one of the team. Remember, don't just listen, be involved. We really would appreciate you recommending our podcast to others. We look forward to you joining us next week for episode 14, Crates Full of Cash. <laughs>